Kevin O'Coin. And Brian Ackley. Life in the Rough, the podcast. Let's run it. Run it, run it, run it. We're back after the WM Phoenix Open. Um, just a weekend of debauchery, for lack of a better synopsis, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I mean, with all the weather, with all the delays, with all the uh, on-course drama, with all the drama with patrons... It was quite the event, um, but hey, we got four rounds of golf out of it, which is that's better than the week before. So we are back. We are back to seventy-two whole rounds um, or tournaments, I should say. Um, yeah, and you expect the delays at Pebble. You don't really expect that in Scottsdale. No, uh, no, definitely not. Um, I mean, even with even if they didn't have delays. They try to start them early on Sunday, regardless to get it done like before the Super Bowl starts. But I, every year it goes into a playoff because the last like five holes are so volatile, yeah, um, or scorable, volatile. Um, that every year it bleeds into it. Now, I'm going to be lying to you if I said that I didn't switch the television over to the Super Bowl so everyone else could be entertained, and I'm sitting there watching golf on my phone, like I. I did the exact same thing, Brian. It was like, I think it was like 5.30. The people in the house were requesting the pregame go on. So I was like, yeah, yeah, we can put on the pregame. I'm not going to be the one guy in the room that wants to watch golf and be like, no, we're keeping the golf on for the Super Bowl. But I pulled it up on the phone. I was I was, I was, was watching. Um, not at all. Because you and we were obviously texting the entire tournament with our fantasy growth group chat, all the bets being placed, all that. We're obviously talking the whole time. I don't think that ended at all how we thought it was going to. No way. And I'll tell you, after as the third round was ending, I was really pulling for Charlie Hoffman. Um, I well or Sam Burns. Uh, I know. I I didn't have a ticket on. I him. was pulling for Sam Burns. Well, I had a ticket. He's on your him. team. I think you had a ticket no. for him. He's not on my team, but I had a ticket for him. Was he on your team last year? I think he was on my team two years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I picked him for one and done. And at this point, well, so it was him and Scheffler. And then Scheffler was kind of out of it towards the end. And I was like, let's go Burns. Um, but my actually, no, no. I stopped rooting for Scheffler because I had a parlay. Scheffler to win the tournament. Justin Thomas top 10 Chiefs money line and Justin Thomas finishes like one shot out of 10th place like a douche uh, he, yeah he played like even par in round four no I think he yeah. ended up having like three straight or three late birdies in his fourth round to go a couple okay. under but uh yeah Justin Thomas completely fucked me early so I wasn't worried about Scheffler letting it go late um, but I, yeah. I thought it was a great finish. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like people that aren't golf enthusiasts like us would probably be like, that sucked. Who, who fucking cares? Who's Nick Taylor? Um, why is this old man and waste man? Like, was they, did they just put him in the finals? Cause he's sponsored by them or like, but the right. thing is Charlie Hoffman played out of his mind. It, it was great to see yeah. um, who's to say if that'll keep up, but. Nick Taylor's a stud. I mean, he was sinking putts 
consistently. And I don't want to say like he was sinking putts like Wyndham Clark was the week before, because I don't think it was to that level where everything went in. But I think it was to the level where every putt that he needed to make went in. 100%. And dude, honestly, I felt like on, uh, it was kind of how Hoffman was on Sunday too. Like I wasn't paying like maybe for like a couple hours, but like Sunday afternoon, like around like a little before the Super Bowl started and all that, like I wasn't totally watching the golf. And every time I looked, I was like, another birdie, another birdie, another birdie. Like, how is he like, he's just like pulling away from the field. Um, so it's just, yeah, like those guys got hot when they needed to. Um, not what I, I thought Sahith was going to hold on um, the whole way. And he just had a kind of a rocky, basically just a rocky Sunday. What do you shoot? Like one over maybe, or even par? I forget exactly what he shot, but. Yeah, it, he definitely fell off. I mean, it was, the thing is, and we've said this about uh, Sahith many times, he's just so wild off the tee. Like yeah. he's, he's, but I, Imagine if he hit fairways like Hoffman or Scheffler or like anyone else that is consistently in the fairway. Like this guy's playing through trees, hundred acre woods, finding greens, pulling out like he. No wonder why I like chess, like he fucking plays the most stressful round of golf. And maybe that's why I like him, because my rounds of golf are yeah. stressful, too. Um. You know, something that kind of gets over, maybe not overlooked, like I think it's just kind of like something that doesn't get talked about a ton is how long he is. Like, especially I noticed it on, like you really noticed it on 16 at the WM because like all the guys are hitting the same club. Like everybody's hitting seven iron, everybody's hitting seven iron. You see one guy hitting eight iron, they they hit it to like middle of the green instead of into the back of the green. Sahith comes, they have him, and they, all the announcers are like, oh, he's hitting, he should probably take more, he should probably take more, like for all the other guys. Sahith comes and takes an eight iron and just like, stripes it to the back of the green you know what i mean like he he moves the ball out there dude and it's so high he hits the ball oh, yeah so high i mean they were showing his shot onto is 17 the drivable par four yeah yeah um they whoever he was oh he was playing with taylor and um novak yeah um and both of their shot shapes we're just so much lower to like try to get it up there. So his, yeah. it went out of the goddamn TV screen. Like he hits the ball so high. It's unbelievable. It's also wild how he tees it up on the heel of the club. Dude. I was like, I, as I was a like, pro, bro. as like yeah. that I'm, I'm over here. Like I was, I have trouble finding the center of the club face. So sometimes like, Oh, maybe I'll just tee it up towards the toe. And cause I leave. Yeah, that'll thing. get me. But yeah. a pro, like you've got to be kidding me. It's it is bizarre. But hey, we say every week. Every, I mean, Sung Jam looks at his goddamn golf swing while he's doing it, and he makes the most pure contact of anyone on on tour. I mean, Cam Young like pauses for a full second at the top and then comes through. I don't know how that guy does that either. It's like but... he cocks a shotgun at the top, dude. He hits the ball so far. Yeah, talk about a guy that can launch the thing. Um, you, you know what the announcers were saying about Sahith too with the heel situation? I think they were also saying he does that and his his club head is also like a few inches behind the ball too. Like it's not like right up with the ball. It's like four or five inches behind it. I could have misheard what they were saying, but I thought that's what they had explained. 
And I was like, that's especially psychotic. Um, but I was um not to dwell on Sahith. I think we're both like big Sahith fanboys. His um his approach game and his distance control on his approach game was insane this entire oh, yeah. week. Like I felt like every time he was hitting, even like situations like you said, when he was in the hundred acre wood or in the desert or whatever, like he would just hit one and he'd pitch it a yard from the hole. I'm like, okay, cool, dude. Good it, for you. It, it was unbelievable. And he got the bad wave. He had yeah. such a bad beat on the on the wave that he got put out in, and he still managed. I, I'm pretty sure the averages was about three strokes difference between the first wave and the second wave. Mm-hmm. Um, he was obviously in the first wave. Um, that I mean, that's huge. I he finished in fifth. I think it was three off the lead, right? Yeah, I was wrong too. He he shot two under on Sunday, which I, I mean. People were going like Hoffman shot eight under, I think it was. Yeah. So it's, and, that, that'll happen. And we can also say that like he was birdieing some holes that the rest of the people in his wave weren't birdieing. So it's not like you can just throw three strokes on the end of his final score and say he would have shot that. Um, because he was already playing to the top level of his wave to begin with. Um yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But still, I mean, it. Uh, I think it was a hell of a performance. I think that he needs to get a little bit of his T-ball on a string a little bit better, and I think he's going to win multiple times. I don't know if it's this year, um, but I think he's got multiple wins in a season uh, definitely coming for him. Are you saying Sahith or Nick Taylor? Yeah. Sahith. Oh, yeah. I, I completely agree. Taylor's great, um, and I don't have any – nothing against him. He's just not – like – he doesn't have the intangibles, in my opinion, that the Gala has. Like, he he's not an amazing short wedge player. He's not like it, he's just he's, he's a really elite. good all around golfer. Yeah, he's like a. I think Taylor's like honestly like a solid top fifty PGA Tour golfer. He's a kind of profile Wyndham Clark. Sure. Yeah. No. Real solid comp. I think Sahith is going to be like a staple in the top twenty for a while, like the next five years. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so obviously it could be longer, it could be shorter, but uh, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, I will say, I don't think next week at Riv is really a spot where Sahith will thrive necessarily. Um, if I remember correctly, Riv is kind of, you need to be pretty accurate off the tee. You can't really yeah. be spraying it. And he, if he's liable to do something poorly, it's spraying it off the tee. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, he could maybe miss the cut. Um, not necessarily in this sure. event, but like on courses like this, that's where the volatility of the gala comes into play. Like most weeks you're like, dude, this guy is a lock for a top 30 bet. You're going to give me even money at top 30. Like what? I, and I'm just throwing numbers out here. Um, but there are courses that demand accuracy off the tee and it, he could be three over through six. And then you just like on Thursday and you're like, well, Come on, any cash out options? Twelve cents off of twenty five bucks? Yeah, I'll let that ride. Yeah. What did um? So, I just want to look this up. Um, what did Sahith do in the Masters last year? Um, I think he oh he came well. in ninth place. He played yeah. in, came in ninth place. Okay. I and Rory the, was the seven. thing with him is his short game is unbelievable. Like I could see him winning the Masters. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean, he's got the game. 
Um, yeah, he definitely does. I'm excited for dude. I am so we'll get to fancy golf, but like, I am so just pissed that all the, like just watching the guys that were on my team last year, like perform well for other people. It just, it really grinds my fucking gears. Like totally. I had Nick yeah. Taylor on my team last year. I had to hit the gala on my team last year. Um, Ricky Fowler. I would probably trade for my team. If I had him on it this year, try to get some value from that. Mm-hmm. Not very confident in the young man right now. Feels like he's lost his putter stroke. Yeah, he's not looking sharp out there. But uh, yeah, I'd said this to the group. Five guys that I drafted last year were uh, picked in the first 24 picks overall in our draft this year. That's some fucking depth. Wait, can you repeat that, what you just said? Yeah, so five guys on my team last year were drafted this year within the first 24 picks. Damn. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that was sick for you last year. So right, means dog shit this year. Means absolutely yeah. fucking nothing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for science. It just like I root for him so much, and then I realize like I'm rooting for John's team, and like I'm fucking sick of John's team. Let me tell you that. Yeah, I'll tell you. The last two weeks, I've just been rooting for the bets I've placed versus my fantasy team because I knew, True. like my my best player didn't. I Patrick Cantley didn't even play waste management, so I'm like, uh, nothing's going to happen here. My team sucks. I need to. I need to do something. I need to maybe make some trades. Maybe I don't know. I need to do something. It's not trades good. are tough. Trades are trades are tough. Um. Oh man, this is so funny. My neighbor, she never got to her uh, her driveway. So she's just, it's only probably like a 25, 30 foot long driveway, just straight asphalt. She's just backing out it, pulling in, backing out it, pulling in, backing out it, smushing that shit down, which, hey, listen, I'm not hating on. I had to do that this week. Snowblowers broke. Yeah. Let me tell you. How, okay. how cold is it getting tonight? That shit's going to be pure ice when you leave for work in the morning, lady. Well, um, it dropped down in the 20s last night, and this morning was fine. The sun is out bright and mighty today. We got a lot of it melting, even though it's only like 30 degrees out. The uh, the sun's taking care of a good amount of it. That's um, good. I got no nice. snow near me, which is yeah, surprising. Well, fuck me. I got 12 inches. This just looks so yeah. funny because she's pulling right back into her garage each time. Oh, man. Anyways, all right. Sorry. She's not I'll even going anywhere. She's just trying to No, well, I thought I was like, oh, she's off. She's out. I got she forgot something. Blinds. Oh wait, she forgot something again. Yeah, what are you doing, no, lady? I gotta shut these blinds. I can't. I can't be bothered by this. Um, you should go help your neighbor. Oh, so actually, did, you can't. You don't even have a, a snowblower. Never mind. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and at this point, fuck that. It's all frozen and cold and hard and shit. No, if you don't get yeah. to it the first day. I mean, it's a little easier on asphalt, but whatever. Um, WM also had some interesting situations. They led in to each round because of weather delays um mm-hmm. friday's round bled into saturday's round saturday's round bled into sunday's round and they had issues on saturday because they were allowing round two people to enter the tournament uh which you know in my opinion um and the way events that i've been to are is you have a thursday ticket a friday ticket a saturday ticket and a sunday ticket you don't have a round one ticket you don't have a round two ticket right you have the day uh, if it gets canceled, uh, I've I know many people who have went to tournaments that they were there for an hour. They canceled it. They end up giving you like tickets for next year. They 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 compensate you some way. 
Yeah. Um, they didn't. Um, like this happened at the Masters or earlier this year, uh, or last year. Sorry, people's round got completely washed out, so they gave patrons tickets for next year. The day the oh, trio. Into, oh, or, oh, oh, I, for, I forgot about that. Or maybe it was the the that was a board. crazy scene, dude. Yeah, lucky no one died. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, probably because it's so quiet, they heard it crackling from all over the course. But yeah. Um. So they, that that was issue number one, right? You're you're allowing twice as many people on the premises as you have capacity for. Um, right. Security stopped doing their jobs. There was more than a half a million people on the golf course. Um. People were getting in without tickets. Uh, it was to the point where people couldn't move. It was a disaster. Yeah. I think they did the right thing by cutting off alcohol because that's how you'll get people to leave. Um, well, also they like, it's, it, it's hard to control that many people anyway, when you're trying to control that many people that are shit faced, like it, it's much, much harder, especially yeah. in a golf environment, right? Like, it's not like a NFL game where people can be like hooping and hollering and like, who the fuck cares kind of thing. Um, like you're, you gotta be quiet for the most part, or like respectful at the very least, which was not the case this year, based yeah. on a lot of the things I've been seeing. Yeah, and I and I've heard some takes that like Justin, uh, um, Zach Johnson's an asshole, Billy Horschel's an asshole, blah blah blah. Dude, I'll tell you what, I don't, I'm not gonna bash Zach Johnson about the fucking Ryder Cup. Like, we're fucking no. over that, okay? Um, right. And Billy Horschel, he'll, I mean, he's definitely had some controversial things. He loves to, yeah. He rubs some people the wrong way. Sure. But I saw the videos, and if you have people heckling someone who is trying, like, this kid, like, was a Monday qualifier, the kid Billy Horschel was playing with. Yeah. And their guy's talking shit as he's over um, over his shot. Yo, that's fucked up. I'm sorry. Like, it is. Um, no other sport yeah. has a unwritten rule of you're quiet while the person is doing their thing afterwards you can say whatever after they hit the shot you can say baba booey or whatever the fuck um which is stupid but it just ah uh, i don't know like I, I i have the players back on this like i don't know what set zach johnson off uh specifically but i'm sure it was something personal like they, yeah, these guys I are used to like you was. suck, fuck you, blah blah blah. Um, but like you want to talk about someone's wife or kids, like I would do the same thing. Um, and it just because you buy a ticket to an event does not give you the right to do anything you want. Um, right, and that that's the take I've been hearing too. And and I I'm on the side that you're on too. Like I'm kind of taking the player side here and. The problem with this year at the WM, and it seems like even maybe a little bit was going on last year, but it just was not as as prevalent, was the guy, like, they love the 16th hole. Like, they like that. It's a fun hole. Like, it's there's the chance they expect to get booed, all that kind of stuff. But there was a lot of, like, disrespectful shit going on beyond just, like, people cheering and just like you explained, people talking in the middle of backswings but like all over the course kind of thing. Like it was just pe people were becoming belligerent basically. Right. Um, and like after every year at the WM, you always see a handful of videos of some super drunk guy. Like I always think of the kid in like the, in the boat shoes, he's talking on his phone and he's like walking, but he's like almost falling backwards. Like that's a classic one. Oh yeah. 
I've never seen so many videos as I've seen this year of some of like there's like the most belligerent people in the world. Like, did you see the one of the guy that was asleep in the grandstands on 16? And the police came to wake him up and they were trying they were shaking him for like almost five minutes, it seemed like. Wow. No, I didn't. I saw one where some guy got his eyeball ripped out. Oh, I had not seen that. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that. That sounds disgusting. Was, there was a full bone fist fight. There was a it was in the private uh in, in like the the stands on um what am I saying? Uh, the stands on 16 that were private. Yeah. Like the sweet things, the sweets. Yeah, yeah. Um, that happened there, dude. The photo I saw, it was just this guy with a huge hole right here, and it was just all red. And the caption was like, "Man gets eyeball ripped out of his socket during fist fight." Like, yo, it's ridiculous. It, dude. it is it's ridiculous. Gonna, um, I wonder what it's going to be like next year because they're probably going to put like a really. I bet they're going to way limit how many people can go in there. There's going to be more security. It's going to be. Because that's the problem. Like, you, that, that's like t- so typical of like our current world. Like, I hate to be like the old guy that's saying that kind of thing, but like, you give people an inch and they're going to take advantage of it and like take a great thing and turn it into a terrible thing, which is kind of like what happened this year at the WF. Right. Historically, the event gets rowdy on the 16th hole. That's it. Everything right. else, it's a golf tournament that. Yes, it has a different feeling, but that shit only happens on the 16th hole. I I think that because it is such an event now, you have non-golf fans going to this. Probably just as many non-golf fans as golf fans were at this event. and Maybe more. Yeah, right. (laughs) Sure. Um, And they don't may not know that you're supposed to not fucking heckle a person as he's about to shoot a shot. Like, um, right. Billy Horschel had said after his round, somebody said before one of his tee shots, like, you're going to hit this into the bunker. Like, before right. he even swung, he's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So I was actually just listening. Uh, no laying up interviewed Billy, like, must have been like Monday, like right after the tournament. And they were talking, he was talking about that oh, situation. Yeah. Oh, I- yeah. So I'll, I don't want to like, spoil. I'm not going to spoil the whole interview for you, but it was actually funny because the guy said, he's like, Billy, you're going to put this in the front right bunker. And he's like, I striped it right down the middle of the fairway. And he turned to the guy and goes, is that in the middle of the fucking puncture? Yeah, like, I I mean, he like we said. Like, but that's the thing. Like, you can't be the fan and talk the shit and, like, try to get them riled up. But then, like, exploit the pro for, like, turning and saying that to you afterwards either. Agreed. Right? Just like, like, that's like the your thing. friend's like, yo, pull out your phone. I'm going to say this. Like, let's see if right. you can go viral. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. Right. I'm not interested in that at all. Um, right. Yeah. Fuck that. I, I, yeah, it's a, it's a shame, man. Cause a lot of those guys won't go next year and it's a lot of, and I bet a lot of the guys that won't go next year are guys that always have looked forward to this event because of what it was, but it just got like kind of ruined. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree, especially if it's a non-elevated event. Um, right. The, the, not everyone wants some drunk asshole screaming at them. I mean, for the most part, these guys have played a very rigid style of golf their entire career. They're not like some embrace it, but there's a difference. And I bet they would say it than embracing it on 16, than embracing it every single hole. 
And if you're not having a good day, like that could probably fucking suck. Right. Yeah, I know. And I'm this literally just kind of popped into my head. And like, why not? If if this event's kind of like getting ruined, like they're going to have to workshop what they do here. Why not do something like where like the Pebble Beach Pro-Am happens at TPC Scottsdale in the stadium course? Or maybe it's like, what's the what's the tournament, the, the two-man tournament they do down at Austin Country Club? Zurich? Uh, is it the Zurich? I don't know. It's it's like, the, it's the two-man, um, I don't even remember if it's match. I'm pretty sure it's... Like, I, I, something I, like that, where it's like a little bit less like more relaxed than like a standard PGA tour event where like you can kind of have your cake and eat it too as like an event. I don't know. I don't know. Something's going to change between now and next year. I don't know what's going to end up happening with that tournament, but I think this year was so bad and like the PGA tour is probably going to hear it from a lot of their players. Cause I don't think any of the players were happy with what was going on. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I don't know. I haven't been there, but it wouldn't surprise me if um, they don't they don't have like alcohol standard practices. Like if you go to the Travelers Tournament, you or Travelers Championship, you can I can only buy one beer at a time. I can't go up there and buy four beers. So, oh really? Yeah. Um, and that that's a lot of places. Um, like if yeah. I go to a UConn game, I think I can only buy two beers. Um. Oh yeah, I've I've heard the two. I've never heard of one beer. That's what I've. That's yeah, what I found interesting. Um, and actually, I think it's like that at Yankee Stadium. Granted, these beers are like twenty four ounces. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, they're basically a Heineken not, mini keg. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they limited attendance and had r- sort of restrictions on alcohol. Um, it, because if you have to wait in line an hour for drink. And you can only get one at a time. I, they can't get that fucked up. I'm, I mean, I'm like, just you'd think unless they're like getting their beer right. standing in line. Um, and like, how does it work in the. Like on 16, I really wonder what this is. It kind of like going to a stadium and they just have like you just like go up to the top of your aisle and there's just like a beer, a line for beer and drinks there. Or like, do they have waitresses oh, and shit? Uh, like, so on the sweet side. Yeah. On the first come first serve side, nothing. If you get up, you lose your seat. So That's there are people downstairs with a, a ticker. They understand how many how many seats they have, how many people are up there, how many yeah. they have open. And there's like a line up to like two hours long to get a seat up there. So like, could you imagine like you're close to being in line, but you're like, yo, I don't even have a beer, and I have to take a piss. Like it, I just. I don't think overall that experience is worth it at my age. If I was like in my early twenties, I would fucking do that all day. I'd probably piss myself in the stands and not even care about it. Cause no one would know that's disgusting. And I don't really mean that. Yeah. I think if I went to, if I was, so first of all, if you or I were going to go to the waste management, we are flying to Arizona to go to that, obviously. So we're making a trip out of that. And if I was going for one day, to the tournament, I would just get general admission and walk the grounds. If I was going to go there and go for two days, I would get one day and I would get a suite on 16. Get a group. I, I agree. Split a suite, spend the money, and then go with, so you can like experience 16, but then go a day where you can just like walk the grounds. Because I think that's, like I was talking to um, my buddy lives down in Scottsdale. He went on Wednesday for the Pro-Am and they had a suite that overlooked 17. 
And I was saying to him, I'm like, that's the actually the more fun hole to watch, like a drivable par four. You see what guys do with it. Like, I don't want to watch PGA pros hit 150 yard shots over and over and over. Like that doesn't not like it doesn't like it. I'm sure they can they'll stick it tight. That's impressive and everything. But like what impresses me with PGA tour pros is like when they shape in a three wood to a par five or if they drive a short par four. It's like those like those shots that I think are like really, really impressive and fun to watch versus just watching a sh- like a short to mid range par three over and over. I don't disagree with you, Kev. Um, I think one of the things I heard on the broadcast that makes it difficult being a stadium course is that there aren't a lot of other areas that you can just like freely move throughout the course. Like it takes a while to get everywhere. Whereas like Mm. travelers, you, you, you could just walk with a group the entire time. Like on Sunday, it might be a little bit deeper around the final groups, but like you'd have no issue watching every, every single golf shot on this You've got to wait for this crosswalk to clear. You have to wait for this hole to stop before they drop the rope. Like, I, I guess it's very difficult to get around. So I think besides okay. the Instagram about being there on 16, I think the convenience of also, if you're on the left side, you can see uh 17. I'm pretty sure. Or right. 15. Um, yeah. So you can see two holes. But um, no, I don't disagree. When I go and watch golf, uh, unless it's like a hundred degrees out and I can sit in a tent somewhere. Um, I'm trying to walk the grounds and walk the course and, and see how it's playing. It's well, it I want to really, see the golf course, you know, yeah. like, that's the thing. Like you want to see like the different holes. Like I yeah, do think I golf know. is probably the shittiest thing sport that you can go to live. Yeah. Like football I... is awesome, but if you like not here at having the announcers or like, understanding what's going on when people are just standing all around on the field that can be frustrating about football and it takes forever to get there you do the tailgate like it's a 15 hour day just going to a three hour game um yeah but for golf like if you think about it, you could sit on your couch and watch every single shot by scotty scheffler um as long as you yeah. can find it on fucking television and you have all the apps to be able to watch it um but i mean I, and on a golf course you could too but like it is you really work for it if you're at an event and you're trying to watch every single shot of a group. Oh, yeah, totally. And they're the only people you'd see because you can see the leaderboards throughout the course, but like sometimes service is sketchy because there's so many people there that like you can't get your bets in that you're trying to get in. And like you can just kind of like you get home and you're like, what the fuck? Furyk shot a 58? Like you'd have no idea. I was actually there uh, and got Burek's autograph after he did that. So that was fun. You were there that day. I was eating chicken tenders and French fries at the little concession stand uh, outside 18 on the, like where the asphalt is. And I see Furek walking up. No one's around him. Um, And I'm like, yo, that's shocking by the way. Huh? Shocking, by the way. Well, like, he yeah, just shot a fifty-eight. Well, and that's what I thought was wild. After I go up to him, I am signed my uh, ticket. I still have it. Um, that's and cool. he he didn't write fifty-eight on the ticket. Um, but I was like, "Yo, that was pretty cool." And a buddy of mine yeah. got a photo of me getting a signature by Furick, but I don't think I have the photo still. I, I think it might be one of my older photos on Instagram, but like, I don't have the physical photo that I could, and it would be shitty megapixels. Um, 
but it was dope. Yeah, I would I'd say it was probably like 2015, maybe. Yeah, 26. I was just looking that up because I was I was gonna say it was closer to like 2010, but no, 2016. Okay, yep. Um uh, so cool. yeah, he wasn't cool. even in the mix, right? Like no. wasn't he like yeah, he was, <laughs> like bro, way back. bro, we we got there. We had a couple beers. Um, and then once we got there, we're like, let's get some more beers. We're like, oh, we're hungry, let's eat. And like, as we're like getting there for the day, pretty much, he's finishing up. And I was yeah, yeah, yeah he was not in contention at all. He finished probably around like noon. Like she had an early tea time Sunday, but hey, that's he went so out, funny. He went out and crushed it. And I'll just say this. That's why I feel it's a little bit different. Jim Furyk going out there in PGA Tour tournament conditions, shooting a 58, and now we've got Winkle Van Schmeiserfuck shoots his 57 on the Corn Ferry Tour that's shorter than the Blackledge tees that I play at 8,000 feet altitude, and this guy's going to get mentioned in the same breath as Jim Furyk. Just- yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. And you know something that, like, just like the way you phrased that made me start thinking, too. Not that this takes anything away from... Jim Furyk, but I know we were talking about Wyndham Clark's 60 mm-hmm. at Pebble. It was ball in hand. It was soft, whatever. It was easy conditions. Furyk shot this 58, not even close to being in contention. He was obviously playing on Sunday, so he made the cut, but like he wasn't like playing to win. Wyndham shoots this thing to to win the fucking tournament, which is like pretty fucking nails. Um, granted, he didn't know there wasn't going to be a fourth day of the tournament, but um, yeah, it's all it's all relative. Um, that corn fairy thing is kind of, kind of funny overall, but well, I mean, the, the, I, I think I had said to two, like 12 guys shot 62 or better also, um, yes. the, the same day. So it like, not that it's not impressive, but like, were we playing from the reds guys? Like, well, I, I'm not saying you don't have to make putts, but on his last hole, he had like a 10 foot putt for Eagle that he missed. Or, or maybe it was like a six foot putt for Eagle. Yeah, he yeah he had like a tap in for fifty seven, right? Like he yeah he, like he last, almost shot fifty six. He um no, that's not accurate because eighteen he birdied. I think he got three pars in a row at one point, or I don't know. It's it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. But uh, like, no, it, it's just interesting. Like I, it feels like it was like a high school match that this guy like it. It seems like the course was so easy that it would have been hard for a scramble team to beat his score. You know what I mean? Like, it would be hard to go much lower than that. Yeah. Um, Unless you're, like, pulling out from the tee box or something. Yeah, I don't don't know if Corn Ferry and, like, Monday Qs... Well, Monday Qs definitely get some better or easier playing conditions sometimes. But those guys go so low. Like, oh yeah, they're like, yo, I I need to shoot seven or eight under to get a shot in this tournament. You're like, what? I, I just shot a fucking sixty seven and thought that was awesome. And they're like, nah, bro, you're yeah. fine. Do, I I don't think corn fairy like your typical corn fairy event is as um crazy as say like a Monday Q where you have to shoot super super low. But you hear stories of these guys on the corn fairy tour shooting like. 12 under for two rounds and not making the cut, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it is kind of crazy. It uh, obviously depends on the tournament, but it also, yeah, you hear bring, some crazy shit. it makes you think about how much pressure really adds to it. Right. Cause like, yeah, the, it, these guys are like, dude, I do nothing but shoot 64s out here on the corn fairy tour. All right. Well, if the course is relatively the same, how come you're shooting nothing but 74s out here on the PGA tour? Oh, well, cause there's 4,000 people 
on the tee box that you're on right now. It definitely would affect my golf swing. That's for sure. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, um, yeah, fucking crazy. I know. I wish I... I wish I would have like watched some of that corn fairy event once I saw that that guy shot that just to kind of like see what that course was like and what guys were doing to it. But yeah, I uh, was too busy watching. Dude, honestly, like the the WM had me captivated. We had some we had some good picks in. We had some cash outs that paid us. We had, we had the whole thing going. Sure did. Sure did. Um, Kevin and I both <laughs> on the pod. We had talked about actually we'll get to this when we get to our bets. Um, but uh, all right. So. Other news going on this past week. Kev, I golfed 18 holes uh, outside. Uh, there's currently more than a foot of snow in my yard, um, but it was in the 50s this past weekend. So uh, got out for some golf, played 18 over at Blackledge. It's pretty funny. Uh, got there, was playing with Dan St. George. He, um, I don't know why I always say his last name. Just feels like a name that's so short you can just go with the flow. Like, well, it's DSG. John F. Kennedy. Uh, yeah, he's like, the, he's yeah. like um, um, oh fuck, who who's the UFC fighter? GSP oh. George Saint Pierre. I, I, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want to yeah. say it all. Um, yeah. So I get there and I walk in the pro shop. They're like, uh, "You with Dan?" I was like, "Yep." Uh, they're like, "All right, uh, you're only playing nine two. No, I'm with Dan Saint George. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you should. Um, say. <laughs> I was like, uh, nine two. I was like, uh sure she's like well if you play 18 we'll just charge you the difference i was like all right i'll i'll figure out what's, yeah. what yeah sure. what, what what why dan's so confused um he's like i don't know what happened uh but we're good for 18 i was like okay yeah so uh dan's like we're good for 18 i don't know what was going on in the pro shop ah, whatever let's get to it so started out um we, we were playing a match i get one stroke on him um for 18 and start one stroke off, the whole round once i get i get one stroke on him for 18 holes oh okay um or well no sorry on one hole we were playing match play i don't know if you were saying you get one stroke per nine or if you get one stroke total one oh stroke no total. yeah i only stroked on one hole um okay. All right. so i won the first four holes um okay let's go uh, yeah it started it started strong started strong dan was a bit worried dan was a bit worried um i was one over through four and i was like this game is so sick like i first hole i put it into the fairway hit the green in regulation probably like 35 feet for leave the putt to about four feet maybe five feet drain the par um second hole um, put the ball shitty shot. It probably only went like 180 yards bailed out Um, on the right-hand side. I put it on the green or just off the green chipped on drain the par putt uh, mm -hmm. third hole made a bogey. It's the hardest hole on the course. Um, So I wasn't too upset about that. I was, Wait, that's the number one handicap? That short par four? It's a long with par like the, four. It, you got to cross like a pond. Yeah. Oh, it's long? It's a well, I'd say probably like four thirty or so from the Oh. Lose. I didn't realize it was that long. Okay. I Never mind. I mean. Um yeah, it's I think it's that's like a cool the, hole. 
Um, and the green is super tough. Um, but green surrounded by bunkers, got to clear water mm-hmm. to get there. Um, yeah, I, I'm almost positive that's the number one handicap. But um, just go over the um, go over the green, and it takes me three to get down and in from there. So I bogey that. Then I par the par five. Um, not necessarily keeping it all around. Like my first shot was in the fairway. My second shot went like 50 yards to the right, but just carried the distance. Third shot I put onto the green, and then I two putted for par. Yeah. Um, I then I mean the wheels kind of fell off. Um, I ended up shooting 41 on the front. Um, okay. which very pleased about, very pleased about, um, sure. on the back, I shot a 45 though. Um, either 44 or 45. Um, but I had two doubles. I didn't have my first double until like the 13th or 14th hole, um, okay. which I felt pretty good about. Like, and it's definitely something that popped into my mind as I was playing. Cause I was like, damn, like I keep having like a, a kind of a shitty shot, like per hole, but then I have a good shot to make up for it. And yeah. I was like, even when I'm out of position, um, I'm able to like figure it out without doubling. So it, I just felt like I had some pretty good vibes for the you know second or the first full week of February. Like I was pretty, uh, pretty pumped about it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you shot what? 86. I, I think it was like, an 86. I mean, 86 in February. Like that's pretty fucking solid. Yeah, no, I I you can't I, be I upset com- without that at all. No, I completely agree. Um, did you I, win the match? Huh? No, so I, I won the front. Um, lost the back. Um, okay. So we just pushed. Okay. Cool. But uh, no, it was fun. I mean, nice. Take advantage of the weather, like you said. You have a foot of snow on the ground. We had uh, we had warm weather up here too i went to the outside driving range on friday afternoon and saturday afternoon this past week which Love was that which was nice um it was just nice to hit off of the grass i think mm-hmm. that's the biggest that's what gets me in like i don't it's not necessarily hitting into the screen it's hitting off of the map all the time that like gets to me i feel like that fucks with me more than anything i dude i agree um and i was thinking that we had uh did our virtual league earlier this week. Unfortunately, Nate couldn't make it, but um, he was coming back from his trip, but uh, I held it down for him. Um, oh yeah. I, I told him like, well, so it was, it was all fucked up. Virtual golf was, it was all sorts of fucked up. So Nate didn't show up. So my partner wasn't there and then our opponents weren't there. So I ended up, I mean, I was paired to play with people, but they weren't our opponents. So no real clue what was what was going on. And we Nate and I played with these guys a few weeks ago. Great guys, nothing against them, but they're both yeah. like 25, 26 handicaps, um, which sure. they, it's fine. They, no sandbag was going on. They actually both shot one shot, their handicap, one shot plus one to it. So, I mean, yeah. it. I'm, it's not there's no sandbagging going on. It was more like not going to play as quick as we could play possibly well especially um, for you going in there like your partner's not there the guys you're playing you just want to be in and out probably and, right and the, and that was the plan and i ended up staying after watched price and uh talk the end of their match and then they had to make up nine holes so i stayed and watched that i like it was it was a late night i mean i ended up fucking placing fucking bets on the genesis for winners at 11 12 uh, 11 10 at night what my DraftKings told me today. Wait a uh, second. Wait a second. We'll get there. 
I got some bets in for winners. Let's talk about that. Or we'll get there. All right, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We we can't just um, derail my virtual golf right now. I've got uh, on my little rundown sheet. I've got virtual golf, then fantasy golf, then the Genesis, then our picks. Okay. All, All right, right. Let's go. Not All that right. I share this rundown with Kev. It's just I write things down so I don't fucking forget. Um, yeah. No, I'm so along played, for the ride. So we played the back nine of TPC Scottsdale. Okay. Where they, uh, the, the stadium, of course. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and well, first of all, after we're, we've been playing for like a half hour, I go down. I'm like, Bryce, what hole are you on? He's like, four. And I was like, what? He's like, well, oh, the front. I, I was like, why aren't you playing the back? He's like, because Chris put us on the front. Chris is the guy who runs the league. And um, I was like, wait a minute. Chris set up us up on the back. I go check the website. It says we're supposed to be on the back. So I go over to Chris. I was like, yo, are we playing the back of the front tonight? He's like, the back. And he's like, why? I was like, well, you set a couple groups down there up on the, uh, it was Price and the screen to the right of him. They were both set up on the front. And I was like, what the fuck are you going to do about that? We got skins. Your boy had a couple birdies. We we could be in contention. You need to, you need to fix this shit. He's like, well, I guess we'll just make the skins for them just between those two screens. I was like, well, that's horse shit. Your skins are now between eight people instead of like fucking 30. That's you got to get out of this league, dude. Yeah. You like, got to get out of this league. Well, the thing is, I think they were actually on the sixth hole at the time that we realized it. Um, okay. At that point, like he can't say like, Guys, I need you to like. We need to end this. The last hour and a half of your time didn't mean anything. I need you to now play the back nine. Like he couldn't. He wasn't in a position to do that. I mean, there were people that sure he was. I would have. Uh, well, yeah, but some people like want to get home to their families. Um, it's Fuck those people. Yeah, I know it's different. Fuck those people, dude. I was playing with guys. Um, and we're not gonna say names, but like I mentioned, the Super Bowl. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, uh, I was asleep one minute after the game ended. And one of the guys was like, I was asleep, but I was in bed in the third quarter. And I was just like, yeah, that's just not me. Like, I almost wanted yeah. to be like, how do you know if your ticket's cashed? But like, right, I'm yeah. sure that didn't mean anything to them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, You're like, I didn't have tickets. I was watching from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, anyways. Um, so I ended up shooting. Um, a uh, a forty, which I was pretty pleased with. Nice. Um, and I had a birdie net eagle, and a birdie. So I had a birdie on seventeen. Um, it was very difficult. Very difficult. Um, oh, sorry, a birdie on sixteen. I oh. missed the green, missed the green. I went long and then I chipped in. I was like, yo, that's so dope. Did they have the stadium up on the virtual? No. And that's the thing. Like the course looks like the par three just looks so boring. Um, yeah. But uh, without a stadium around it. The thing is though, the green is really difficult to hold. Like you can't hit anywhere on the surrounding part of the green or it's going to roll off on you. Um, yeah. I just over fucking shot it. Cause I didn't want to get booed. And um, then I chipped in for birdie. So that was sick. And then on 17, so. um, I um, put one to like 
20 yards to the green, chipped up to about like eight feet and then just rolled that bitch in for birdie. I was like, I, I, I was happy. I was happy. So Nate and I, I have no idea. Our opponents never played. Um, so I don't know, but I, I feel like I've set Nate up for us to have a good week. Um, as long just as don't tell him what holes he needs to perform on. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, good. When's but, he going? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, we had, we had the snowstorm on Tuesday, Wednesday, right. is Valentine's day. He's probably spending that with the darling at home. Uh, I, you know, I hope he gets out there before we play next week. If he doesn't, and Nate, you're listening to this, let me know. I'll go with you this weekend. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking get out there and swing some virtual golf. If you want to make up a round, um, good idea. Not if I know he's listening. Um, but that was that, that was that for, um, for our virtual league. So that no, there was no advancement. Um, I, I don't know about points, um, because our opponents didn't play. There are people that weren't even playing the same fucking course. Uh, it's, it, it's all a little bit, uh, hazy at this point, but I, I can confirm. I can't, I, I can't say I confirm this because if Nate texts me next year, and he's like, yo, you want to do the two man again? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm in. Um, yeah, that's the problem. It's like, it's fun. It's, it's fun. Yeah. To like, but it's part of it is unfortunate. Um, I did raise the thing to Chris that it should be net triple bogey. And he agrees. The problem is there's no way to put that in the system like the okay. system it doesn't have the net function of like auto it just has the gross so anyway um that's that um virtual golf uh so we got we got some work to do still for fantasy golf not really important same fucking three people one that one first week one second week um but hey it's early all right it is early we're not worried uh i didn't place in my first event until like week four or five last year um and uh still came out on top so got uh got a full roster going this week picked up mr eldrick tiger woods um for the squad pretty sure that uh it's not gonna be that great of a pick but uh i think he brings team morale and if not he'll show the guys a good time uh when they're not playing do you think tiger will oh there's no cut right there's a cut. So it's oh, a, there is a cut. There's a cut for the top 50. Um, okay. There's 71 guys in the field, I believe, a cut for the top 50. But there's a caveat to that. There's also you make the cut if you're within 10 strokes of the leader. Um, so it could be. Uh, it could yeah. be five people don't make the cut like it. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, okay. no. So so it is. So um. I'm excited to to see. Um, I'm excited for the Genesis that for Tiger to be there. Um, and I mean, if we want to start talking about it, Kev, we can we can go into our picks and I can quickly do a refresher yeah. who we had last week and we can go into uh who we're going to pick this week. Yeah, why don't you run us through our picks from last week? I have no idea who who won that or what happened. Okay, so I had Nick Taylor to win. Um, and that hit. So because of the bonus yeah, okay. point rules, I got yeah. like 40 points for that. Um, okay. You win for the season. Pretty much. Um, yeah. and also what we were playing for was a trip to, uh, Scottsdale to play the stadium course or Pebble beach. You can pick, um, since I clearly have already won for the year. Um, well, I know which one would be cheaper. So yeah, th- there you go. Um, we'll see you soon. Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> So I had JT Poston over Wyndham Clark. That did not win. 
Uh, I had Justin Thomas over Scotty Scheffler, which I think I should just get a fucking pat on the back, first of all, for for making that. This was this was off the cuff. I wasn't prepared to do this. Kev put me on the spot. But for for me to pick a matchup over the, the favorite to win the golf tournament, I mean, I think I should I, I think it should be a push. But Is it's that a cash. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um well, actually I didn't bet it. I, <laughs> I didn't actually bet it. That's so I mean I didn't lose. Um Wait, you didn't actually bet it, but it was your pick for our purposes? Yeah. I, I, oh, okay. I, I was on the spot. I, I deleted like eight minutes of me going, um, last week out of the fucking episode just so people That's didn't fair. have to deal with how That's poor okay. the podcast All right, so so far you're over 2. What yeah, you and then I had Kurt Kitayama over Siwoo Kim, and that cashed. Um, okay. So I was one for two. Um, You had okay. Cam Young over Adam Hadwin. That hit. Corey Connors over Hideki. That did not hit. And then Sahith over Fitzpatrick, that did hit. Um, so you went two and one. Uh, I went one and two, plus my Nick Taylor pick and my Charlie Hoffman top five that I forgot to mention. Um, I mean, it's basically... Did you actually place both of those bets? No. Out of that, curiosity. That, that, oh. would be, that, that would be wild. Um, <laughs> I could see the Charlie Hoffman top... Actually, no, I couldn't even see you placing a Charlie Hoffman top five bet, so never mind. No, but dude... Um, like, I just didn't know if Nick Taylor was such a flyer. I don't know what his odds were to win. Probably ridiculous. So, so what, what is kind of whack is I was um, reading something off golf.com, golfdigest.com, something last week. Um, and it reminded me of how, how well Nick Taylor did last year at the WM. And I was yeah. like, that'd be a sneaky good. And I then thought I saw he was still on John's bench and I was like, fuck. Yeah. I hope John doesn't start him. Um, which obviously I'm so wise that I'm right. That John shouldn't, have, uh, we wouldn't have yeah. wanted John does that research though. Yep. I sure he does. Sure. He does keep your head um, on the stool for that. And uh, I had thought at that time, I was like, I don't know if he'd win, but, and then I never looked at his odds, but yeah, a top five on him still probably would have paid like 15 to one, 20 to one easily, probably more than that. Um, But this week um, I have, I've gotten creative. Actually, I haven't picked my fourth, uh, my third bet yet, Um, but I am going to get creative. I think I might only have, one matchup. Okay. Um, All three of mine are matchups, but one of them is around one matchup. So um all right. Why don't you tell me what you have? Okay. And I'll go after that. Okay. Um my I'll start with my round one matchup. I have Patrick Cantley to beat Justin Thomas for the first round. Okay. All right. That's that's got is Cantley even money there? Is he a favorite? Uh basically minus one ten. I so I was looking at not that specifically, but I felt like a lot of matchups were all like minus one ten, minus one five. Like outside of like one or two, like every matchup is real was really kind of tough to pick. Yeah, i I have two minus one tens and one minus one thirty. Um, do you want me to give you all three of mine? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, and then for the whole tournament, I have Harris English to beat Bo Hostler. Okay. All um, right. I was I was looking Bo, at the other other side of that. I that's not what I yeah, went. Yeah. Well, Bo had they both actually had a good last week, but 
Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. That's also minus 110. And then I have uh, Tommy Fleetwood to te- beat Tom Kim. That one's minus 130. Okay, okay, okay. Um, So, all right. First and foremost, I've got Tiger Woods to make the cut. Minus 105. Um, wow. I'm just rooting for him. That's a pretty good bet. I like. I might take that too. Uh, with I mean, with how many like? Yeah, like with what you just told me. It, yeah, not a lot of people miss the cut. Um, he's the last. He's the lowest that the odds go on DraftKings. I checked that earlier today. Um, then next, I've got I've got a parlay. Hey, uh, we're getting we're getting okay. fight we're getting fight. You know what's crazy? I was surprised. I actually haven't put this in yet, Kev. It's at minus one hundred five, um, the odds for the parlay. But I want to wait until uh, Thursday morning to put it in because I think I'm going to take the eighteen percent boost on it um, to just get okay. those odds up a little bit, make that plus money. It's Scotty Scheffler top twenty, Justin Thomas top thirty, Luvid Aberg top forty. Okay. Crazy, right? Crazy that you can get those odds at minus 105. Um, all three of those have to hit for minus 105. Yeah. So pretty much or no, never mind. We're not gonna so okay. No, that's say fine. your thought. I, I I was gonna say something that didn't make sense. Oh that's why I stopped saying it. Yeah. Well, we don't want that. Um, I would think that would at least be plus money though. Well, I think. I, and I can, yeah, I'll just bring it up real quick. I want to say Scheffler top 20 is probably like minus 600. Um, oh, yeah, right, right, I'm just down. thinking like for all three of them to have. So, oh, Scheffler's minus. Wait, was it Nikolai? Did you say Hoygaard or Aberg? Aberg. To... Oh, okay. So, yeah, Scheffler's minus 400 for top 20. Um, Justin Thomas is minus 330 for top 30. And then Aberg is minus six hundred for top forty. Yeah, I don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I love I love the bet, and I I like all those. I'm just surprised that a three leg parlay as such would still be. I, I would think it would be at least like plus one ten, plus one twenty. Yeah, you know let me I mean? tell you. Like uh, uh, let me tell you a sick one: Grayson Murray to win, Tiger Woods top five, Nick Dunlap top ten. Ten bucks get you like one point four million dollars. Yes. You say you say pass? I said pass. Well, it's a rock. Know, Grayson Murray's I mean, already won this year. He's trying to play it, better, like Rory told him to. He's, it's five to win over a million. Ten to so five would win you like seven hundred thousand dollars. Maybe let's throw a buck on it. See what happens. Yeah, Grayson's at four hundred to one. Wow. Okay. It, I, um, I, okay. How is that not disrespectful for somebody who's won? this year like he has, especially in a small field event like that he is the second to last odds next to uh worst odds or best odds compared yeah, to uh chase johnson who well, chose the johnson crazy is thing like is 2500 to one i'm telling you i might throw a 50 cents on that guy <laughs> if you think about it in terms of the numbers right there's 70 guys in the field so every person in the field would have to beat him like four times, right? That's so he would win. That's funny. Wow, oh, dis- all right. So, those are your first two. What's your third pick? Oh, all right. So, this, um, is also, I think, at minus 110. Um, yeah. And so, I was going back and forth 
Um, uh, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Uh, two good okay. golfers like you have with Cantley and Thomas. I'm going to take Colin Morikawa over Max Homa for the tournament. Okay. Um, Morikawa uh, has been okay. Uh, I think Homa has looked like shit recently. Yeah, the only reason... Like, I actually kind of fall on the other side of that pick, personally, which is fine with me because I'm going against you here. I might just take the other side of that pick just for for bragging rights, but Homa won here two years ago. Yeah. That's the only reason I like the other side of that, but I, I do agree. Homa's looked a little uh, less than spectacular. Well, let me tell you what he wasn't doing on uh, the weekend. I was playing golf. Yeah. No, agreed. Well, he was on Saturday. Yeah, that's got to really suck. Like, yeah, I, I, and you know, one thing, um, I know we've moved on from the WM. I that was something that I was actually kind of surprised about that there weren't more WDs. Um, I from was people the same that w- like knew they weren't going to make the cut. Like, you had was it Carl Yuan that um, WD'd on He's Friday? Like six over. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he WD'd Friday. Um, and he was like, there's there's no point in sticking around. Or actually, he made a WD Thursday. You know what I was I was thinking about this too. I bet a lot of those guys, A, either live there, so they're just gonna play anyway, or B live like in Florida or Texas or wherever, and they have to go to the Genesis in LA. They're staying out there anyways. Anyway, yeah. they're not going back home to go to LA. They're just going to stay there and then go. So they probably already have their travel arrangements like booked and finalized. So they're probably just staying there all weekend anyway. Um, yeah, but so I think okay, I'll play some G. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, I do know what you're saying though. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would do it if I was a professional and I had my family there and whatnot. I'd probably be like, yeah, Dad's not shooting a 58 and hoping the cut moves by four strokes like. Yeah, no, I, I I see what you're saying. I, I I was thinking the same exact thing. Like, because there were guys were. that had like two hole, like went out the next morning and played two holes and missed the cut by five or six strokes. Like, right? What the fuck is the point of that? I, I mean, maybe withdrawing isn't like good form. I don't know, but yeah, I wonder if there's like things that we there just, were like, dudes know about running. <laughs> um, and I texted you about this. I still don't under. I don't know. Um, after the, the horn gets blown for daylight, uh, you can still play if you want, like if it's agreed upon in your group and whatnot, there were people sprinting on the course, uh, golfers to, to finish up because they knew either they didn't want to come out, wake up at five o'clock in the morning to come out here, deal with a frost delay, then just play one hole to then have six hours off, wait for an entire other group to play before they would even play like it just made no sense so there were people like sprinting to get their rounds done yeah i saw that did we ever find out what like once the horn blows can they just play until they feel they can't play anymore is there like a certain time period that they can play within or do we ever find out what the ruling on that was or we don't really know i didn't ever look um yeah i i kind of assumed the announcers would explain it but that wouldn't be too much for them to do. Um, I uh, do you have any winners that you? I have, or actually, here, oh. before we get into winners, I do have a bet that I that I like 
that I want to tell you about that I think you should get on with me so we can we can tell the world about it. So right. three of the last four. Oh, before you do, I do want to mention last week when Kevin said, why don't you hop on to hit the gala first round leader? You know, we did. And then we talked about it as it was going on. And we were like, Kev, listen, with this with this rain delay coming, I think we should cash this fucking ticket out. And we did. We cashed out for about half of what we would have won, um, which was a plus 4,500, 45 to 1, 40 to 1 ticket. Um, so we got paid we out got like really good odds that would have lost. There's nothing better than cashing out a ticket that was that is like ended up losing. Yeah, and then in turn, didn't we both take Nick Taylor to be the after we cashed out Sahith? Didn't oh, we yeah. both take Nick Taylor to be first round leader? Oh, yeah. we, that, oh, let's yeah. go, baby! Very solid, very solid. That the boys was, came to that play. That was there. sad. Um, so not quite on on that same level of degeneracy, but three of the last four Genesis Opens have been won by two strokes exactly. Um, tournament winning margin: two strokes exactly plus three fifty. Just saying. Yep, I'm gonna get in on that. Uh, yeah, just ride that. You, you want to know why I'm gonna get in on that, Kev? Because before the Super Bowl, I was looking at props and the winning margin of three was at like plus four hundred, and I was like, I think I want to take that, and I didn't because I got sidetracked and whatnot. But then when it ended up um, hitting on three, I was like, damn, that's one of those things that you that you just wish you took. Um, yeah, but uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not going to make you a millionaire or anything, but I think it's a uh, it's, it's fun. a fun one to root for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fun one to root for. Um, so I love that. Um, yeah. So I have I have three. Oh jeez. Yeah, I picked. Damn, these were real quick. These were in like thirty seconds of each other. Jesus. Um. Yeah. So I picked three outright winners so far. Uh, place these Monday night. That's always trying to beat the odds, I guess. Who do you like? So I took Nicolai Hoygaard plus 5,500. Same. I t- Gosh, what do we have a podcast together? So this one I'm really pumped about. I had a 50% odds boost from DraftKings. Oh, tell me you did the exact same person I used my plus 300 odds boost on. So I used it on Cam Young. Oh, bummer. Okay. To put him at plus 4,500 from plus 3,000. And then I took, I used my 300 boost on Scotty Scheffler. I I just think he's close. Um, Now, now it's it's not horrible. Um, Typically, so he was at 650 when I bet him. I got him up to 950, which, I mean, those are definitely good odds. Yeah. Um, Um, I like that. Yeah, so I only have three at this time. Uh, I I might stop there. Um, oh, I'm an idiot. I did already put in the Scheffler Thomas Ludwig parlay. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Uh, um, talk um, to me about what you got. What else should I pick? Yeah, up? so I have a couple. Um, I think I have, I, I put uh, Victor and I put Max. Uh, two guys with kind of shorter odds that, that I like. Obviously, like I said, Max has won there before. Victor... It's kind of been not super hot like early on this season, but I think he'll he, no, he, he can round back into form here, isn't he? Wasn't he a little sloppy? Like he WD'd last mm-hmm. week because he said his game was in shambles. Right. 
So I think he's I think he's going to be the comeback kid potentially. Um, but who I use my plus three hundred on, this guy's odds are getting back to a little bit closer to where they really should be versus where they were vanity wise, which we've talked about. Ludwig Obert, he was at plus two thousand. I moved him up to plus twenty three hundred. Um, and he's a guy. We were we were saying earlier. I don't see Sahith having a great week here because he could be a little bit erratic off the tee. If there's a guy that keeps it between the uprights off the tee, Ludwig's your boy. So I can see him coming out and, and playing well here at Riff. Yeah, and he hits his long iron so well. Yeah. Um, so I like that. Um, and I think I might have one more. Um, oh, it was Nikolai. So, yeah, I think we're we're on fairly fairly the same page. I um, what did you say you have Scotty at nine fifty? Yeah. Okay. What is he at now? What was that? How did you get a plus fifty per dude? So it was an all it was an all sports like fifty percent boost. I don't think that they put it out there intending people to use it on golf because the odds aren't well, I mean, I guess who who gives a shit if something's actually thirty to one odds, they're not expecting it's gonna hit that often. But um can't really tell you what was going through my mind uh at that time Monday night. Um but uh, I just, I, dude, All I was right. really impressed with the way Cam Young played this past weekend. Um, I was, I was not a believer. I think I brought it up. Uh, you had him against Hadwin. Um, he was just. He I was bet very, him top ten too. I don't remember. I, that I, I had him top ten as well. I, I placed that mid tournament, but it was still plus money. Um, and let me tell you that that Daniel Berger top twenty bet that I put in a little tipsy was a bad bet. That motherfucker fell off a cliff. Yeah, he played um, like shit on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Brian. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna talk this through live right here because I just found that that plus fifty percent. What is it for? Why does it what what does it say? What what's it about? It I oh I don't remember. Uh fifty percent all sport profit boost. Um you just you get fifty percent profit boost on anything. Yeah. Max, so you could also bet, put... oh max bet five dollars. Okay, perfect. That's all I I'm really gonna bet on a winner anyway. Um I have two two options that I'm trying to decide between, and I and I want to hear what you have to say. And these uh-huh. are two guys that I that I take as winners fairly frequently because I think they're always a threat to win. Sam Burns plus twenty two hundred. These are both without boost, or Wyndham plus thirty five hundred. I would lean towards Burns. Um, yeah, I, I I think he's close. Um, and I don't know, like. I'm not, it's not that I'm not a believer in Wyndham Clark. I am. I'm just not there yet where I think this guy's going to win two to three times a season on. Right. Yeah. So that's, um, and that's, that, that that's a good be point. A he probably, like, he's not going to win twice in three weeks. I yeah. would think that, but I also would have told you that Lucas Glover wasn't going to win a single event last year. Um, Sam Burns it, plus 33. Love it. Love it. Um, I, I just think there's so much value there. Um, and I probably the also being a five dollar bet was I wanted to make it more odds. I wouldn't have wanted to put five on Scotty at plus nine fifty. That's no, not, no, no. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'd love to see uh shit, even if come on, just get, being the being fucking contention on Sunday. Let me cash that shit out. <laughs> what about save some stress? What do you think about Keegan this week? So I almost, he was one person I was debating betting against. 
Um, I had saw who was Does it? Does he not play well here? No, it was Hoygaard that was playing against him. And oh. I just I I I mean definitely bias. I've bet Hoygaard to win. Um yeah, I just thought that for that matchup, but going back to it, I thought the matchups were tough to pick. Um, I, I thought I would agree minimal field, like a lot of solid guys. Um, and they didn't give you matchups for every single person. They just gave you matchups. Most of the matchups, like we said, were minus minus one ten. So, uh, not a lot of pairs. or they were like matchups that were just two really good players where you're like, I don't really feel like betting against either of you. Yeah. Um, I, I think we kind of did. Um, I took Morikawa over Homa. You took Cantley over yeah. Justin Thomas. I mean, those are bo- like, yeah, it's tough. Uh, but, uh, Hey, we're not, we're not afraid guys. We're here for the long no. run. We're, we're going to be here every week talking tournaments, talking picks, cashing checks. It's all we do doing our thing. Hell yeah. Uh, you got anything else for me, Brian? I don't. Um, okay. Just uh, looking forward to uh, the Genesis, cashing some tickets, and uh... yeah, that's it. Nothing planned. Nothing planned for the weekend. Pretty excited about it. Nate, if you want to golf, just let me know. Yeah, sweet. All right, well, keep on keeping on. Life's a garden. Dig it. I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This has been Life Interrupted Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. See you. Peace.